This week on Things That Matter, I sit down with my fantastic friend, Ethan Morin. We talk about what it means to have faith, the importance of having faith, how we can have faith in ourselves, and so much more. Oh, and if you hear what sounds like howling towards the end of this episode, it is in fact howling. My little sister's dog, Maple, decided she wanted to be on the podcast too. Sit back and get ready to be uplifted. It's Ethan Morin. Hey everyone, I'm Shayla. I hope this podcast opens your mind and inspires you in some way. To improve, to change, to love, whatever it may be. Welcome to Things That Matter. Hello, hello, people that matter. Welcome to another episode of Things That Matter. Today, I have the coolest guest, and I'm so flipping pumped that he agreed to be on the podcast. Ethan! What is up? (laughs) (laughs) What is up? Ethan, you are living in St. George right now, but first, tell the people how we know each other. Let's like do this whole backstory of our friendship. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, how many years? It's probably not that long, but it feels like I feel like I've known you for so long. Like I know it feels like forever. But it's probably I guess we probably met in like 2016 at Western. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was when I first got back from my mission and you were there. So and we didn't really know each other at first, but I feel like I knew you were. And then you were kind of friends with the other people from Star Valley who were friends with my friends. Yeah. And then, but then once I got involved with ASG, with student government, I feel like that's when we really got to know each other. And then there was like the classic, was it semester or two semesters where we were both in the, in the, in the officers? I don't know. Oh yeah. I think it was two. It was two semesters, right? I think it was two. Yeah. I think it was two. And I feel like that's where I like really got to know you a lot. And like, we got to really work, work on some projects together and just, I don't know. It was a good time though. It was a lot of fun. fun. It was was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It 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 really was. And then we were like RAs together too. And sometimes yeah, we just yeah. like hang out at desk shifts together. I was looking through, <laughs> I was looking through my Snapchat memories from like way back. And I was like, oh my heck, me and Ethan were just like chilling at this desk shift together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were good times. It was good times. Okay. And Ethan, you are studying at Dixie State right now. Yeah. I am. Did they change their name? Yeah. Well, they decided on a name to change too, but it's not like a officially effective until like july of next year do you know what they decided i don't know it's some sort of like it's similar to what they had announced before that people didn't like it's something like utah technical or like polytech something about it's some type of technical school name which is bad for me because i'm an english (laughs) major my my degree is like literary studies so it's like right now i'm getting an english degree from a tech school like like that's not so great. I mean, it doesn't sound so great. Like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, I got my bachelor's in English from a tech school. Like, that's just not gonna. That's amazing. Gonna on paper. That's so funny. So, you're studying English. What do you want to do with that? Like, what you we we talked a little bit before we started recording this. You want to go some to some awesome school on the East Coast, which I'll just come with you for that. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I hopefully I, I want to teach. I want to teach in like higher education. Like I want to be a professor uh, somewhere and I just want to teach. I don't know. I want to teach like writing, but I also I just love literature and I would love to talk to teach literature and like discuss literature. And, and I think that uh, I just think literature is really important. And I think there's lots of lessons we can learn from literature. And I think that like um, we can learn. <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> we, can, we can learn a lot about ourselves. Um by looking at the literature that that we produce or that people in the past have produced. I think 
there's just so much wisdom and and there's just so much cool stuff to find in literature that I don't know. That's just what I want to work with. So yeah, that's awesome. You guys, Ethan is so flipping smart and he thinks all the time. Like he knows well, every- so much about so many topics because he just thinks about them all and it's so cool. Well, everybody thinks all the time, I think. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> like I think you should establish that if you're alive, you're probably <laughs> thinking all the time. That's just comes with the touche. But no, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm that smart, but I appreciate you saying that. I, I think he's very smart. He is like, you just think so deeply. I think I'm a surface level thinker in a lot of ways, but you're just such a deep thinker. And I just admire that so much about you. So cool. Thank you. Okay. Ethan, let's just dive right in. Um, today on things that matter, we are talking about, da, 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 da. do you want to introduce the topic? Yeah. The topic is faith, right? Yeah. Or was it Sorry, a, I, I oh, made that yeah. really anticlimactic. I was like, <laughs> well, da, 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 Ethan. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I'm not super dramatic about stuff sometimes. So it's my fault. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. Um, and so I called Ethan and I was like, hey, here's the deal though, folks. So this was when so Ethan and I, we went to Western together and then we both moved to Logan at about the yeah, same that's time. True, that's true. Yeah. And we both moved we to like Logan. never hung out though, which sucks. I know it totally sucked. It did. We should have hung out more. Um but anyway, Ethan and his friends started a podcast and they oh, were yeah. like, Hey, Ethan was like, so nice. He was like, Hey, do you want to come be on this podcast? And I was like, sure. Like, I was like, so flattered. I was like, Oh my gosh, podcast. <laughs> and then, and then he, we liked the podcast and it was great. And I was like, I feel like Ethan and his buddies were like the trendsetters of podcasting <laughs> and like the group of people that we know and the group of people that I know. And so I guess just thanks for being the trendsetters, Ethan. Hey, no, thank you. Our podcast is like kind of dying on the vine right now. We're like trying to keep it alive, but it's hard because it's like we're in three different places. And, and yeah. so, yeah, but no, it's, where, it's a where lot all are, where, where, where are you all? <laughs> uh, well, like I'm in St. George, Ryan is still up in Logan working and going to school and Levi, um, he just finished his um, master's program in Scotland earlier this year. That's a so couple months cool. ago. So he's back in the Salt Lake area working. So we're all back in Utah now. And I'm no longer working nights. So like we actually do have more similar schedules finally, but we're still in three different places. So Ethan was working nights and I was like, how does he even survive? Yeah, for two doing years. That. For two years. <laughs> yeah. Kind of oh. kind of gross to think about, but oh well. It happened. I literally, I'm so glad you survived that. I can't even imagine. To start, I guess my first question is, when I called Ethan, I was like, hey, what do you want to talk about? Because at this point, I knew that I've, I've wanted to like get back into this whole things that matter thing, but I didn't personally have like a specific topic that's been on my mind lately that I really wanted to talk about. And so I was like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And he was like, well, I've been thinking a lot about faith lately. And I was like, cool, let's talk about faith. So I guess Ethan, why has this topic been on your mind so much lately? And why do you want to talk about it today? That's a great question. Thank you, Shayla. Um, You're so welcome. <laughs> um, no, I think really for me, I've just been, I think about faith a lot. And, you know, as a, as a religious person, as a person of faith, I think of myself as somebody who, you know, faith is a big part of my life. It's interesting to have a conversation about faith because, I don't know, maybe you disagree, but I, even when I go to church, 
I hear the word faith all the time, but sometimes I feel like we don't actually talk about faith. Like it's something that we mention and we bring it up a lot, but sometimes I feel like we don't actually really talk about it. And like, what is faith and what does it mean to have faith? And what does it look like to have faith? I think that like, sometimes we just kind of take the concept of faith for granted. And for me, the more I think about faith, the more I realize that like, for as much as we just throw it around and like treat it like it's just like, you know, the super basic, super basic. And I don't know, like, it just seems like we just throw it around a lot, I guess. And, and there's a lot more weight to it, I think, than we really give it sometimes. And that's, that's how, what I've come to feel as I've pondered it more is that faith is like a, it's a big deal. Like it's a serious issue. It's a serious thing to say, I'm going to live a life that's, you know, largely informed by faith that I have. Like that, that's, that's a, it's a big thing, I think. And we don't always act like that. Yeah, I think you're right. So going along with that and just, I feel like whether we're talking about faith in a religious standpoint or not, I think it takes courage to have faith. And I mean, if you agree with me on that, Ethan, I guess I don't know if you do, maybe you're like, no, it's not. But why? Just why does it take so much courage? I definitely, I agree with you. It takes a lot of courage. Um, and I think it's because if you, I think for me, we have to distinguish between faith and knowledge, right? Like, I think that there's a difference between having faith in something and knowing something. And I think that it's easy to make decisions based off of knowledge, right? Like if I know that I enjoy, you know, a beef, a roast beef sandwich more than a ham sandwich, <laughs> it's not hard for me to order a roast beef sandwich instead of a ham sandwich, right? But if I don't know which sandwich I'm going to enjoy more, you know, you go to Subway and there's like 50 sandwiches on the menu <laughs> and you don't know which one you're going to like the most, like, how do you know which one to choose? And so I think having faith sometimes, that's not a perfect analogy, but, but to have faith, it requires courage because, <laughs> because you don't really know. Right. And so like, if you're making a decision and you don't know what the outcome is going to be, you have to put your faith in what you hope the outcome is going to be, or you have to put your faith in maybe what somebody else has told you or, or something that you believe that, you know, if I'm going to make this decision and if I'm going to do you know, X, Y, Z with my life. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I I'm trusting that it'll work out a certain way. And, and I think that's why it takes courage is because you're doing something based on something that you don't actually know. I love that. So faith in a nutshell, and what I'm hearing you kind of, I guess, define faith as is just complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And there's no, just like you said, there's no word of like knowledge, like it's not, complete knowledge in this or that it's you have to trust and have confidence. Like you have no idea what this other side, like this other end of the bargain is going to hold up for you. And you just yeah. have to have that positive perspective of like, or confidence and trust of like, this is going to work out or they're going to hold up their end or, you know, it'll be okay type of thing. So I guess what is something that you have been having faith in lately or having to have faith in lately that's a good question um for me i think a big thing is me going back to school i'm putting a lot of faith in i don't know the school like like because i decided to take a break from school about three years ago because i was miserable and i was sick of it and and i had no faith in it like i basically lost my faith in like the value of the education that i was getting and that i was paying for and I was like disgusted with it and I didn't want anything to do with it. So I decided not to go to school. 
And then, so then working for like two years, three years, and then deciding to go back to school, it's kind of scary because like I had a, you know, like I was working nights, which kind of sucked, but like I had a pretty decent job. Like I was making decent money, right. For having like no formal education or like very little formal education. Like I was making pretty decent money. And like, if I wanted to, like there was a career path for me at the company I was working for. Like there was a you know, there was like progression to be made. And there was like, there was like growth for me there. Like, you know, there was room for me to uh, move up. And which, you know, ultimately, I didn't really want to do that. And I knew I didn't really want to do that. But to kind of sacrifice that and to, you know, to give up that job and like to go back to working part time and going to school full time. Like, it's taken a lot of faith, because now I have to trust that, like, you know, now I'm in this situation where I'm not as well off financially, you know, the money's not necessarily I'm not as secure financially. And I'm putting faith in like, you know, this is going to be worth it in the long run, like, like five years, 10 years down the road, I'll be grateful that I did this, you know, because right now, sometimes it feels like, well, if I was still working, I'd have way more money right now, I could afford to like, you know, actually buy groceries, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and so, so sometimes it's scary, because I'm like, and, and, you know, I mean, going to school for English, like, I personally feel like there's a lot you can do with an English degree, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not walking around. Like, I know I'm not going to be wealthy because I went to school for English, right? Like, <laughs> like if I really wanted to make money, there's other things I could go to school for. There would be like a much more, you know, my uh, financial uh, prospects after school would be much more promising. I totally understand that. <laughs> and so, so it, it, I have, I just have to have faith in like, you know, the idea that what I'm doing right now is worth doing and that it's going to pay off in the long run. And that's something that I have to like, continually remind myself because it's been it's been like a challenge to go back to school yeah I feel like sometimes faith and perspective can go together where you know if you have faith in someone or something that kind of leads to having that positive perspective and then you know if the other end of the bargain is held up sorry that was loud if the other end of the bargain is held up then oftentimes that's gonna just increase your relationship in general and if not then maybe that's not necessarily broken trust or a lack of confidence for later on, but it gives you the opportunity to like work and continue to strive to have faith. Because I think that like having faith is something you have to practice. I don't think it's just, and maybe, and we'll talk, I want to talk about this a little bit later. Maybe some people just have more faith than others. Maybe that's just what it is, but I, I have to work to have faith. I know that I have to do that. And so I, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, some things are definitely easier to have faith in than others because some things there's more evidence, right? Like, like if I was worried about my, you know, the financial prospects for me after school, if I was going to school for something in like computer science or business, it would be much easier for me to have faith in the idea that I'm going to be making money after I graduate from school. <laughs> um, but I think like for me, I guess there's times where I've had to have faith in myself. Like when I decided I was done with school for a little bit and I decided to become a truck driver I had to put faith I remember in myself. that I had to put faith in myself because I was like I'm about to try and learn to do something that's like pretty hard and I can't do it and you know like I'm gonna have to trust that like if I practice enough or if I just work hard enough it's something that I will be able to do and I had to put faith in like the guy who was teaching me because I was like you know like you have to teach me to drive well enough so I can pass this test so I can get a job doing this. Um, and so like in that sense, like in that, in that um, experience, my faith was like, I think it was rewarded because I did learn how to drive a truck and like, 
uh, how it ended up working out. That's like a story for another podcast another time, <laughs> yeah. but, but I did end up getting a job driving a truck and it's a good story disclaimer. And, uh, you know, and like, I guess, you know, the guy who taught me, like he did a good job of teaching me. And I guess I did a decent job of learning because I did get my, my license and I was able to get a job driving a truck, which was like a super valuable experience for me. That whole, that whole journey for me was like a lot of growth and a lot of like self-discovery. Um, and so I think in that instance, like the faith in myself, but also the faith in like the people around me, um, it did pay off and it helped me. And it was, is important for me too, because like at that point school had just like, I was like, so like almost discombobulated, I guess from school. <laughs> like I was just, I just didn't know what I was supposed to do with myself. And the only thing I could think of was like, well, I need to make money and I need to do something that I'm not going to hate doing. And so why don't I drive for money? Cause I like to drive. Yeah. And so the fact that I was like, you know, this is going to be challenging, but I have to be able to do something challenging. Otherwise it's not going to be worth doing. And the fact that it worked out, I guess for me, was like a big, it just meant a lot to me. Yeah. I love that. I love that you talked and I kind of want to unpack this for just a second. I love that you said that you had to have faith in yourself. I feel like oh, when yeah. we talk about, you know, faith in terms of having faith, it's in somebody else or something else. And that's not always the case. I feel like a lot of times, more often than we realize, we have to have faith in ourselves to do something. We have to hold up our own end of the bargain for, for anything that we want, really. So how do we, how do we, in your mind, Ethan, increase faith in ourselves? Well, like you said, it, it takes practice. And so I think that, I think we have to have faith in ourselves when it comes to when we need to grow, right? Like when there's growth that you need to make as a person, that growth is going to come because of faith that you have, because I mean, like first it comes with like, first you're going to recognize, or like first we recognize, or we, we acknowledge and we, there is some sort of knowledge in the fact that like, you know, I have growth to make, or there's progress that I have to make. Like I'm, I'm a, what's the word? I'm not good enough, right? Like I'm not good enough in some way. And that can be like, if that's where, if, you know, if our thought process stopped at like, oh, well, I'm not good enough. That's incredibly discouraging, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I can't drive a truck. I'll never drive a truck. I'm not good enough. You know, I never would have went on that adventure for lack of a better word, if I didn't have the faith that like, you know, I can't do something, but I can learn. Right. And I think that's what the faith is, is when we say I have progress to make, that's what the faith is. If we didn't have faith, there wouldn't be progress to make. It would just be like, oh, well, I can't do it. That's that. And so I think we have to recognize like, you know, which areas of my life do I need to grow or which areas of my life is there progress to be made? And when we recognize that, then we, then we have faith that there's something for us to have faith in anyways. And so we can practice on, on developing a skill or on developing, you know, learning something. And then as we see the progress that we make, I think our faith is kind of rewarded and then our faith gets stronger. And then it's easier and easier for you to trust in, in your own capacity to grow that maybe you're more willing to, to challenge yourself even more. Um, but I think it comes through practice through like putting faith, you know, maybe exercising a little bit of faith and saying like, well, you know, if I can't cook, maybe at least I can learn how to make toast or something. Right. Yeah. And like you start <laughs> with something small, but like, as long as you, you know, as long as you learn how to make toast, then you can say, oh, okay, well, I can do something a little bit more complicated until, you know, eventually you're going to be cooking stuff that nobody else knows how to cook maybe, but maybe yeah. it comes through practice. Like you said. Yeah. I love that. And like, I've said this before on this podcast, you have to be a doer. You have to work for things that you want to improve at or qualities that you want to have. I think faith is a quality that I think some people just have, you know, more of an innate ability 
to have maybe more faith in others, which is great. I think that's really, truly a gift that they have. I know that I have to work on faith and I have to work on certain things that other people don't. And so, you know, putting in the time to say, okay. And I think too, it's just awareness of saying, do I have this faith or do I not? And where can I increase that? And if you can be aware and do a little bit of self-reflection, I think that pays off in the long run because once you have that self-awareness of, okay, do I have faith in myself? Do I have faith in this thing or these other things that I want to have faith in? Then, you know, once you say yes or no to that, that's when you can really start exercising that faith in that area and say, okay, I need to improve this here. So how can I do that? Yeah, I agree. Here's a question, I guess. When is a time where you have, have maybe had faith in growth that you could make that you've seen, right? Like when has Shayla said, well, there's, there's progress that I need to make. And what was that progress and, and how did it feel? And, and maybe is there a time where maybe you failed and maybe, um, maybe you figured out, you know, you had to like readjust or you had to like refocus or, you know, how did you adjust with like, oh, well, I thought that this was going to work out and it didn't. Yeah. Okay. So I, (laughs) I tell this, this is like, I guess kind of my go-to story for a topic like this. Um, when I was a senior in high school, I had heard about this ambassador scholarship at Utah state. And I was like, when I was a senior in high school, I knew I was like, I want to go to Utah state. Like this is the place I feel like I'm meant to be there. So I applied for this scholarship and I got down. So this ambassador scholarship, there's like certain levels, there's like certain stages. And I got down to the final interview stage where they take um, like all over 700 applicants and they narrow it down to like the top, like 40 or 80 or something like that. And so I made it down to like this, this top number of group when I was a senior. And I was like, I've got this in the bag, like, you know, and I'm, you know, also being religious, I was like, God has helped me like get to this point. How could I not get there? Basically is, was kind of my thought process. Like I, this feels so right. I I'm, I've made it down to this stage. Like, how could I not get this and, you know, get this awesome scholarship to go to the university that I've always wanted to go to. So I was kind of putting one, a lot of faith in, you know, God, this, this uh, deity that I believe in. And Two, in myself, I was like, you know what? Like I did all these things in high school. I was involved. I did this and that. And like, I can just do this basically. And I found out about a month after that interview that I didn't get this scholarship. And I was just like heartbroken. I was like, what the heck am I supposed to do now? Like, this was my only vision that I had. And so all of a sudden I was in this position where I was like, I have to figure something else out. Like, what the heck? And so it kind of, I had to kind of shift my faith a little bit in, you know, where my future was going. And if I had this goal, I kind of had to shift my faith in myself of how I was going to get there and make that happen. So I guess that's kind of a failure that I had is like, okay, I didn't get the scholarship. And so I was like, well, what am I going to do? So I started looking into all these other scholarships and I was like, well, Western Wyoming community college, like I could get awesome scholarships to go there. And I could stack my resume like a ton to try and apply for this again, by the time I have to transfer because, you know, Western is like a two-year school, whatever. So I go to Western, I do my best stack my resume as much as I possibly can and just be involved and just like, basically just work my tail off. I, and that was a time too, that I was like, but what I kind of had the, what if in my mind. And I feel like in terms of faith, there's always a little like, what if in the back of your mind? Um, oh, yeah. And I was always just thinking like, what if I'd put in all this work 
and I still don't get that ambassador scholarship at Utah State. Like what happens then? Like I put in all this time, I put in all this effort. What if this, what if that, what if that? And anyway, long story short, I got it. Like I applied again and I got it and it was great. And it was like such a great program to be a part of. And I'm so grateful that, you know, it worked out. Um, but it did take a lot of faith in like the process. And I think that even after graduating from Utah state, this is kind of another one. Like I didn't know. And I feel like when you're in college, you kind of relate to this. Um, the future is scary as heck. Sometimes Ethan, you probably relate <laughs> because you really terrifying. the yeah. future is so scary like you have no idea where you're going to end up and so I graduated from Utah State a year ago um literally like a year ago which is crazy to think and the whole spring semester when I wasn't I was like job hunting right for the next fall so I was like working job hunting and I was scared as heck because I had no idea where I was going to end up and I think that takes kind of a lot of faith too. Um, just the future is literally like, you could literally end up anywhere. And that's kind of what I was feeling. And I was like feeling really stressed about that. And so I applied for a few jobs. I applied for one actually at Western. Um, <laughs> and this is just crazy how life kind of just takes you where it takes you. But if you keep, I think having faith that you'll end up where you're supposed to be, like it works out. And so anyway, I applied for this job at Western. I would have loved it. I totally know I would have, it would have been a great job. Um, but then another job came along. It was actually, it wasn't even for teaching choir, which is my major anyway. So I accepted this job verbally at Western. And then this choir teacher position came open at another place in Wyoming. And I was like, well, I might as well just, you know, apply for it, give it a shot. Cause it was more money. It was actually in my degree of like study that I had studied. And so I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I applied for it. They offered me the job. So I was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm so grateful that I had these two awesome opportunities. So it sucked. I had to call Western and say, actually, this other opportunity came along, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I accepted this job teaching choir at a middle school in Wyoming. So I had verbally accepted this job at a middle school in Wyoming to teach choir. And I was excited and things were going great. But for some reason, it was taking a really long time for them to send me my contract. And I didn't know why, I didn't know like what the holdup was probably because it was like towards the end of the school year and things were busy and all that stuff. And so while I was waiting for them to send me this contract for me to sign, my professor at Utah State, he emailed me and he said, hey, there's this position that opened up at a high school in Idaho Falls. Do you like, I think, you know, I think you'd be a great fit. Give it a go. I know this is what you wanted. Cause like from the beginning, I was like, I want to teach choir at high school and just like have a great time. Like that's what I wanted to do. And so I was like, well, this other high school, like, or this other middle school, they haven't sent me this contract yet. And I still don't know where I, I'm, this might be the job for me if I get it, get offered this job. So I go and sorry, this story is like turning into such a long story no, about okay. faith, it's but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I go and I apply and I felt really good. The school's like really new and the, the principal was awesome. The administration was awesome. And then the day after the interview, the principal called me and he was like, Hey, uh, we'd love for you to come work here. Like they offered me the job. And I was like, Holy crap. And then I, I said, you know, just, can I have some time to think about it? Because I still hadn't heard back from this middle school that I had already verbally accepted to teach at. And later that day, after they had extended the offer to teach at Thunder Ridge High School, they sent me the contract to teach at the middle school to sign. And oh, I was man. like, what the heck am I going to do now? And so anyway, I thought about it. I thought about it. And I was just like, you know what? 
I get, and it, I guess just back again, in terms of like having faith, I was like, this is kind of a time that I feel like I just have to choose. I have to make a choice either way. I think it'll work out. And so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go with this high school position in Idaho falls. It pays a little less. Um, but it's what I've always wanted to do. And I, it felt right when I was there. And so I had to call the middle school and say, I know you literally just sent me this contract, but I just interviewed at another place. And I feel like this is a great opportunity for me. Um, you know, thanks so much for your time, which I hate making that phone call. It totally sucks. Cause they were so like the people that offer you the job, they're like so kind and so nice. And they're like, Oh, we want you to kind of like do this, whatever. And so anyway, long story short, I love my job. I've been teaching there since August at Thunder Ridge. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine being elsewhere. I couldn't imagine teaching somewhere else. And so I guess I'm so glad that I had that faith in those, you know, failures and just like had that faith in the process of like, you know, it'll work out. It'll be okay. And kind of having that faith in yourself too, of like wherever you land, you can make it work for yourself. So that was like ridiculously long. I'm so sorry, but (laughs) no, it's okay. I think that that's a super important thing to learn is like I think that's an interesting experience because the difference between the decision or like your plan when you're graduating high school and you're like okay I'm going to Utah State I'm going to be an ambassador here's the plan it's not only my plan it's God's plan it's what God wants for me there's Mm -hmm. no way it's not going to work out and so when that didn't work out all of a sudden you were like holy smokes well what am I supposed to do and so you had to like totally like you had like totally you know double or like rethink everything but then if you fast forward to like, you know, when you were looking for a job after finishing Utah State, maybe you were, you know, like you had a few different options and, but you were able to like be aware of the fact that like, you know, whichever option I choose, it probably will work out. And so, and I think like, I think it shows that the growth that you made, right. Where like you were more aware of the fact that like, regardless of where I end up, things will probably be okay. Because I think sometimes, and this is something that I've learned, like sometimes we get so set on like an outcome that we imagine for ourselves and like, you know, like for me in school, like I had this, this imagined experience that I was going to have at school studying English. And I was like, well, this is how it's going to be. And like, this is, you know, these are things I'm going to learn. And like, this is how it's going to change me. And this is, you know, it's going to be so great. And like, this is the plan. And this is God's plan. This is how it's supposed to happen. And when that wasn't happening, I was like, so frustrated. And I was like, well, you know, I didn't want, I don't want this. Like, this isn't what I'm here for. This isn't what I'm paying for. And so I think like in the years since, like in the three years roughly, I guess it's been about three years. I don't really know, but, um, of me like working and like being a truck driver and then like that not really working out and then like going to work nights, I've realized that like, you know, I don't know if this is going to sound exactly the way I want, want it to, but like (laughs) in some sense, it's like, you know, I don't think, I don't think God really cares if I get what I want. Like I come up with these plans and like with these imagined outcomes and like, I want to think that God wants them to happen too. And, and I, always wanted to think that but now I think that like you know I don't think God really cares so much like if if Mm -hmm. I want something really badly and I don't get it I think I think God is he probably feels for us like he recognizes the sorrow that we feel but his perspective you know the way he sees things is so different than than ours and so I think that I think that we have to understand that like if things don't work out for us the way we want them to that doesn't mean life is over like life goes on like unless the outcome of this of something that went wrong is that you actually died life actually go, like life continues right and like unless you actually die you have to go on with your life and that means that you have to say well okay I didn't get what I want so what did I get and what am I going to do with it right and I so, love that yeah and like it sounds like maybe it sounds like harsh to say but like unless you're dead you have to continue living right <laughs> and that means and that means that you that you have to find a way to make it work and so I think that means you have to have a lot of faith in yourself and you have to have a lot of faith in in God that you know that you know that 
we hope that he's not going to put us in a situation where it's not going to work out. Right. But we have to have faith in ourselves to say, you know, if this is a situation that I'm in, it's up to me to make this situation, you know, a good situation, or at least one that's not miserable, you know? Um, and, and I think that your experience is a super great illustration of like, kind of that growth that you made between like, like latching onto like this specific outcome and then, and then realizing that maybe like, oh, well, I have choices and, and, you know, whichever choice I make, things will probably be okay. But, um, you know, maybe like you, you evaluate like, well, you know, what am I, what I really want out of my job and like, how is each job going to affect me? And, and you were able to more evaluate, like better evaluate the options that you had. And, and it wasn't tied so much to like what's supposed to happen, but just kind of like, well, what could happen and, and what do I prefer? And, and I think that a lot of the times we get, I don't know, I'm, I'm rambling right now, but I think sometimes <laughs> we just, we get too set on specific outcomes. And I think sometimes like God's not so worried about those outcomes as we are. And we want, we want to think that he is, and sometimes we do think that he is, but I think sometimes he's really just not. And, and like his concerns are not about what's, you know, where we're going to end up in a month from now, or like some of these more short-term things. I don't right. know. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I love what you said of like, here's what I did get out of this situation. And I think that really, and this might be in terms of like exercising faith. And I, I keep going back to like perspective. I think faith and perspective, for some reason, they really tie in, in my mind of like, you know, going hand in hand and just saying like, okay, I have faith that, you know, whatever situation, whatever I'm granted in this situation, whatever happens in the situation is supposed to be for my benefit. Like if you take it that way, and if you have that perspective, then I think really, like you were saying, like things will just work out for you and, you know, God will help you in whatever way you feel like, or you'll learn a lesson that you need to just like, if you can just have faith that the situations that you're put in, the people that are in your life, they're going to either be there to like help you grow or just help you <laughs> in a way. Um, and I think that's huge. Cause I think, you know, the purpose of life is to grow and become better in all the, in all the ways that you can. And so you know, having that faith that wherever you are, that will help you grow and be the person that you need to be, then it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think one of my favorite analogies for faith and just for growth, it's funny because I feel like people never see it coming, but it's actually skateboarding. <laughs> um, skateboarding. I used to skateboard a lot when I was a kid, like when I was like a teenager. And then last year, like I had a coworker who was into skateboarding and like, we decided like, Hey, we should start skateboarding together. So we would go skate every day after work in the morning. So like at the skate park, it would be like totally empty. And we would just like have it all to ourselves. So like I started skateboarding and it was like the first time I'd been skateboarding in like 10 years. And then I was like, but I got super into it. And then my little sister, Eliza got super into it. So now she skateboards. She started like at the beginning of this year. And now like we go skateboard together and like skateboarding is so cool because it's like, there's no point to it. Like you're not doing anything. Like it doesn't, it doesn't generate wealth for you. Like, you know, ultimately you're standing on a piece of wood with wheels on it. You're just riding around. Like that's all you're doing. It doesn't, it doesn't amount to anything, but like, but once you get on that piece of wood, you realize like, okay, like, you know, first it's like, okay, well, I have to figure out how to like stand on this thing without going anywhere. But then it's like, okay, well, I have to figure out how to push. Like, how do I take one foot off and push so I can actually get someplace on this thing? And like, as you get better at skateboarding, you realize like there's also all sorts of like tricks and things you can do on a skateboard, but it's really freaking scary. Like it's yeah. terrifying. And, and if you're not willing to like challenge yourself, then you don't skateboard, but like people who skateboard, they learn to like embrace the, 
you know, the fear and they learn to embrace the fact that like, look, you know, I, I might fall doing this and it might hurt super bad, but like, if I don't, then I'm getting better. And so it's like, and it's scary because it's like, you know, you're usually on concrete, which is not soft. Like I've fallen. And like, I remember last summer when I was starting again, I had like both my hips were like literally black and blue for probably like two <laughs> months. because I fell on them so much. Like I was so sore, but but it's like, you, you just keep going and you say like, you know, if you fall, you like ask yourself like, well, why did I fall? Like, how do I improve? And it's, it's weird because it's like, and it ends up being so rewarding when you're trying to do something like when you're trying to learn something on a skateboard and it can take like hours and days of practice. But when you finally get it, it's just like, holy smokes, like I couldn't do this, but now I can. And it's just like super rewarding. And I think it's like a, you know, it's like a metaphor or it's, it's symbolic of our life, you know, on a larger scale where you know, there's things that we want sometimes, but we can't necessarily get them at that moment. But when we put the work in, when we put the effort in, um, you know, when we can actually achieve those things, it means so much to us. And like, it makes life so worthwhile because we see the growth that we've made. Like you said, like, that's, I think that like, yeah, like that is definitely one of the purposes of life is like to grow. And I mean, it's, if, you know, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I like what you said about that. And that when, we, when we experience <laughs> that growth, we feel meaning in our life or like, I feel like my life is more meaningful when I'm, when I'm making growth as a person. So, yeah. And I think like, you have to have faith that you will grow because if you didn't like you, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. If you didn't have faith that you'll grow, like you're stagnant, you're just a duck sitting in the water. But I think faith is what I've used this duck analogy before somewhere. I feel like I can't remember where, but, or if it's even in the same vein, but I feel like <laughs> faith is like, faith is what helps the duck like kick its feet like if you don't have faith you're just sitting there in the water like doing nothing but once you kind of start to have that faith I think faith also brings hope and I think with faith and hope and a little bit of you know purpose all of a sudden the duck starts paddling in the water saying okay maybe I do have faith in myself I can swim I can do this I can grow I can move somewhere and go somewhere and not just stay sitting here yeah no yeah that's I like that that's pretty good Thank you. Thank Good you. Good analogy. <laughs> I feel very, like ever very... since I started teaching, my analogies have just improved. <laughs> hey, I love analogies. And like, I do there's too. nothing like a good analogy. I mean. Right? Thank you for yeah. saying that. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good analogy. Me too. But anyway, Ethan, final thoughts on faith. Um, You know, I would just say to somebody listening to this, I think that it's okay. And I'm just going to say it. having faith is hard. It is not easy to, to have faith and also to maintain faith. Like it's, it's easy to say, I have faith in something, but to, but to maintain that faith and like over the course of years, right? Like over the course of a lifetime, like I look at my faith and like, what does my faith try to bring out of me or like the things that I believe in, what do they, what do they, what do those things mean for me? You know, as a kid growing up, you don't think about that, but like, you know, as I, as I, as time passes and I start to think of my life in terms of like the decades that are to come, sometimes I think about like, what does my faith ask of me in the next 40, 50 years? And like, it's scary sometimes, like, it's not going to be easy. Like I, I can look, I can sit here and I already know it's not going to be easy. And so to maintain that faith is scary, but I think that I, I just think that it's worth it. And I think that whatever you have faith in, don't give that faith up, right? Like don't give up on your faith just because it's difficult, whether it's faith in yourself, whether it's faith in God, um, you know, if you have that, if you have faith in something, um, try to maintain it because, because yeah, like you said, life without faith is pretty bleak. Um, and I think that if you have something that you can have faith in, just don't let go of that faith, even though it's scary, even though it's hard, um, 
even though it's like, I mean, it's like the ultimate challenge in some ways is for us to hold on to our faith. I think that's the thing that we absolutely have to do if yeah. we want our lives to be worth it. Yeah, I love that. And I think that, you know, having faith is you understanding that your life is going to be full of allowing people to have second chances um, and third and fourth chances and with yourself too. Like, and I think that takes patience. Um, and I think it takes, you know, a lot on your end, but like you said, I think it's so worth it to just keep the faith. Hashtag yeah, keep the faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Ethan, thank you. Thank you. And before we end, I love to do this with every guest, just because I feel like it wraps up life in general and it's called the high, low cheer. So I would love for you to share your high of maybe the last we're wrapping up on the end of the year, which is so crazy. So let's do your high of the year, maybe a low of the year and somebody that you're cheering for or somebody that you're grateful for. Oh man, that is a hard question. <laughs> this was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Every year is crazy. So it's not fair to be like, this is a crazy year, but true. I think for me, I wasn't like 100% planning on being back in school this fall. And I kind of applied to Dixie. Well, because like, I pretty much I, I, I destroyed I mean, like what I did at Utah State, it was like academic suicide, like I ruined my <laughs> GPA, my GPA was so bad, that I was like, nobody will accept me. And I was like, Dixie might accept me. Everyone tells me that they will. I still didn't think they would. When I applied for Dixie, I left, I left that I'd gone to Utah State off my transcript because I didn't want them to see my GPA from Utah State. <laughs> and they, and they, and then they emailed me and they were like, oh, your application is incomplete. looks like we're missing a transcript from Utah state. And I was like, oh, it's over. I was like, they're not going to accept me. They're have to, they're going to look at my transcript and they're not going to accept me, but they accepted me. And like, and it's, it's ironic because it's like, obviously I'm aware of the fact that like Dixie doesn't have like this, you know, outstanding reputation for being like a, you know, like a highly, highly respected Institute of education. But at the same time, when they actually accepted me, I was so excited. And I was like, okay, like, I actually can go back to school and I can do something that I want to do with my life. And so that was like a pretty big high for me um, was just like knowing that like, okay, I actually can go back to school and I'm actually going to, that was like pretty exciting for me. But I don't know, a low, a low ironically mm -hmm. is also going back to school. Like, <laughs> it's the it's, same. <laughs> it's like, it's like moving to St. George. Well, okay. I don't want to like ramble or like, but I had this crazy thing where I moved in with this kid who, like we both signed the same contract. We didn't have separate contracts at our apartment complex in our apartment that we were living in. It's like a two bedroom. And he told me he was planning on moving out at the end. But then like a month into our contract, he was like, oh, so uh, I'm going to get married and I'm moving out. Um, so you're going to have to find a new roommate. And so he like moved out and signed another contract at some other place without getting out of the contract that he was, had already signed with me that we were both like, it wasn't like, he had a contract. I had a contract. We were on the same contract. Oh shit! And, now, and then he was like, well, I can't afford to pay it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to find a new roommate. Like if you want, if you don't want to pay rent, you find a new, new person. Anyways, I thought I was going to get evicted. I thought I was going to get evicted and end up homeless and like, end up like trying to go to school and work without which having a place to sleep or having a place to Ethan, live. Ethan, sorry to interrupt this, but Ethan and I have talked about this before. <laughs> Ethan, is it okay? I'm sorry if I, this is not something you want to disclose, but I Ethan saying like his biggest fear is one day that he'll end up homeless. And so that's so funny which, to me that you said that. I was like, your biggest fear. <laughs> which is crazy because I'm not lying when I tell you, I would rather be homeless than living in this apartment that I'm living in right now. My roommate, he, so he ended up leaving and he's still paying rent because 
I guess he doesn't want to find somebody to replace him and he actually can't afford it. So I'm living by myself in this apartment, in this apartment, but like, I cannot stand the property. Like I cannot stand the property manager, the landlord. Like I honestly would prefer to be homeless at this point, which sounds crazy, but that's another, that's another, that's another example of like me changing my perspective and realizing that maybe what I didn't want isn't actually so bad, but like, but, but for like that few weeks or like that month during the semester where I was like working almost 40 hours a week, going to school full time and like freaking out. Cause I thought I was going to get evicted. Like that was bad. That was that's stressful. Really bad. That's so stressful. But I made it through. So I'm glad that you did. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. And here we are not homeless. Not homeless. Here we are not homeless, but, but wishing wanting to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. And then who's somebody that you're cheering for or somebody that you're grateful for? I don't know. I'm cheering for everybody. I'm cheering for everybody. I don't know. There's not one individual. I, I love that. I think everybody, everybody needs a cheer. Everybody needs it. There's not like, it doesn't matter where you're at or, or what you've been through. I think we all need to cheer. And I think that we all deserve to be cheered on. And I wish that I could cheer everybody on individually, but I can't. And I'm not even <laughs> always outgoing enough to do that. But I think about it sometimes and how desperate we all are for encouragement. So anybody who hears this, I'm cheering for you. So I love that. that. Even if you don't know Ethan from this podcast, you now you know, know him and he's cheering for you. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so I feel that we'll cheer for everyone together. I'll jump on that bandwagon with you, Ethan. That's a good one. Thank you. All right. Well, Ethan, you're seriously the best. Let's actually hang out sometime in no, all of should. our spare time that both of us have and how close we are. We live together. Like, <laughs> We should, we should, maybe like next summer or something when I'm, yes, yeah, we'll have to, that'd be so fun. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But Ethan, you've been just a dream to have on this podcast. Thank you so much for being on it. Unless you're dead, you have to continue living. (laughs)